0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Dishyelty Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Yo! What's up on this first Thursday of December?
0: It is the first Thursday of December. Isn't that crazy?
1: I know. You know what it means? It means we're entering into the Christmas spirit with Christmas trees and Christmas lights. Oh, my. Oh,
0: my. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the perfect comer himself, Zelias.
1: It's good to see you good sir.
0: Uh, It's good to be seen. Ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Hangout. This is a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. At any time during the show, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, subjects that you would like to add to the show, by all means, drop them in the chat, be it on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. Uh, If we do, unfortunately, run out of time, we will add it to the very next show. So without further ado, let us jump into it. All right, the first bit is a bit of sad news, uh, especially if you live in Japan, and that is that the Nintendo Live 2024 Tokyo event has been canceled. And the reason for this is apparently Nintendo um, has been receiving a constant stream of threats against their staff and the spectators that were to attend this event. This also means that the... um, that the scheduled uh, championship tournament for Splatoon and Mario Kart have both been postponed until uh, further notice.
1: And this, ladies and gentlemen, is where the phrase, this is why we can't have nice things, comes from. Great. There's people being stupid dipwinkles. And for better or for worse, Nintendo's probably doing the right thing here. Um, you know, taking the security seriously. Right. Right. But, like, why do, why do people just have to be dumb? And like, that's putting it nicely. Like, come on, people. Get in the happy, happy Christmas spirit or Hanukkah spirit or whatever spirit you have flowing in your veins. Yeah. Get in the holiday spirit and don't be a fuckwad. Is that too much to ask? I know the answer to that is a rhetorical question. It still just makes me sad.
0: Yes. I, it, it does make me very, very sad. Um, I have to say that, um, I mean, it was, we, we, are basically up to that event. So, uh, it was supposed to be in January of 2024. So Nintendo has been trying to, I guess, figure out a way to get this event, but they've, they're finally throwing the talent and that's sad because it's always the, the stuff that, would come out of a Nintendo live event It's it's basically like an E3 equivalent, but just for Nintendo.
1: And these events should be a reason for us all to come together in one spirit of gamesmanship and put all of our silly differences aside for at least one period of time and enjoy the camaraderie of gaming and whatever fun fandom you have.
0: Agreed. So it's sad that we can't have nice things.
1: And all right, so that's why I just stay in my house and don't leave because people suck. Yes, people do suck, do suck. All right, so uh, a
0: bit of news that I thought was totally over, but apparently, what do I know? Um, you know that fun merger we've been talking about forever and a day between uh, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard? The merger that literally has been done and closed and signed and delivered.
1: Yeah, I thought it was like approved or something.
0: Yeah, so the FTC is filing a motion to uh, continue to try to block this merger.
1: Oh, fun.
0: Yeah, Uh, basically, they're still challenging Microsoft's uh, acquisition. Now, of course, there were two other big names that were on the list but have now since, um, well, one of them has since, Uh, gone away, and that of course is Sony, because Sony signed the Call of Duty deal with Microsoft. Um, And the FTC, basically the FTC will continue to argue that Microsoft could withhold Activision titles from other gaming platforms. Uh, And of course, Microsoft's very well-paid lawyers uh, basically say that this case is weak and lacks evidence of incentive. So we'll see, but
1: I mean, there's, t- I don't know what the incentive part means, but there's tons of precedent of exactly what the FTC is arguing happening throughout the history of every single company ever on the face of mankind or on the face of the planet, Yeah. Um, where that's exactly what happens. Um, but let's be honest, this is going to happen. Like at this point, it's past the hurdles. It's going to happen. Um, for better or for worse, it will happen. And
0: Frankly, it's I don't really give a
1: shit. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's like, at this point, it's like, okay. And I don't give a shit about the Activision titles anyways. Yeah. So I'm pretty much like, meh. Um,
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Is there any Activision titles that I actually give a shit about?
1: I feel like, exclusives aside, like, it feels like the publishers have kind of come around on like, having it released on all three platforms is a good thing. And what they've really moved towards... In large part, are the time gated releases? Um, uh, so you don't really have nearly as much as the actual like Xbox or PlayStation specific releases. Um, they might be in the PlayStation for a year only or the Xbox only for a year, and eventually they come to the other platforms, right? And that's Point, I don't really care like I'm like okay like at that point it makes sound strategic business sense I can't really have an issue with that if that's what they're doing
0: look I'll, I'll fully admit that I am sad when a game that I really want to play is is not the first to is not the uh it's not on the platform I have first but everything eventually gets released on everything so whoopty freaking do and just because I was curious the uh since 2020 here are the the Activision titles. Uh let's see if there's anything that I actually give to rats asses about. Uh Call of Duty War Warzone. Nope. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Nope. Tony Hawks, Pro Skater 1 and 2. Alright. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Uh, okay. I not know the Crash Bandicoot was well, I guess they got bought out. Um, let's see here. Call of duty, black ops, cold war, crash bandicoot Four. it's, it's about time. Oh, it must've been different platforms. Okay. Uh, then Tony Hawk again, uh, call of duty, Vanguard, call of duty, modern warfare Two, call of duty, Warzone 2.0 crash team rumble and call of duty, modern warfare three. So yeah, I'm not really interested in any of those titles.
1: And even a quick search of like PS five exclusives, yeah, there were ones like Last of Us and God of War Ragnarok, and guess what? Eventually, those come to the PC. Yep. Or a game like Final Fantasy sixteen, I'm sure I'll come to the PC. Um, I know Horizon Zero Dawn was for a long time exclusive, that eventually came to the PC. Um, so, like both xbox and sony do the same thing where you know it's exclusive on the platform and eventually it's like hey let's get it to the pc um i get now releasing it to the other console like that does make some sense but it seems like eventually they come to the pc for the most part and by the Um, way
0: final uh, fantasy 16 uh was confirmed by a producer uh of the that title that it is going coming to the PC and to expect it sometime in 2024.
1: Yeah, I, you know that's I, there comes like I get the strategy if you want it to be on your console only to start with to drive console sales. Yeah. But at a certain point, at a year or two, probably lost that advantage. And at that point, it does make it to release it to the PlayStation or sorry the um, PC. PC computer to get those extra sales. Right. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm never a fan of consolidation of the marketplace, but it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like or, or as you said, it already has happened. So it's kind of like, eh, whatever. Um honestly, when it comes to video games, I've never been when it comes to monopolies and like the government stepping in or not stepping in, mm-hmm. video games have always kind of been the lowest on my priority list because like there is a way to enter the marketplace. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy, no. but like anybody can release a game on the marketplace. It's not like your ISP or something like that, where there's no way to enter an entrenched marketplace. Uh, like there's much there's other areas would much rather our stewards look than video games.
0: And the 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 last thing that Zelius mentioned uh, for, uh, as, uh, one of the potential, oh, well, actually not potential, but monopolies in the United States, of course, is ISPs. Um, and they definitely need to be looked up and turned into a utility in my own which opinion.
1: All of us, every single day of our life. Exactly.
0: Yes. Oh my God. I can't play my act, my, the latest Activision game on my PlayStation, which I don't own, but, um, <laughs> you know, oh my God, I can't play it for an extra year versus, oh my God, my ISP can basically, rake me over the coals and put whatever price they want to, because I've got to pay it because I need internet.
1: And I have no alternative.
0: Exactly. Yeah. There is no light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to ISPs. (laughs) Okay, so uh, speaking of platforms, um, because we were talking about PlayStation and PC and uh, Xbox and whatnot. There was a question that was asked to me, and I'm gonna I'm going to ask Zelius this one. Uh, that is, if a platform, say Steam, Epic, the PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. uh, the Xbox, whatever, um, were to give you a mystery box game for a heavily discounted price, oh, basically, cool. you know, it's basically a loot box but a video game. Would you? dip your toe in that pool.
1: That's a really good question actually. I know. Wow. Okay, I'm assuming the question did not provide these details. Mm-hmm. But I think there have to be some kind of parameters around what is what am I going for? Meaning, right. it's a couple of things like price um and what is the platform I and mean, what is the genre kind of things like that right right uh like there's a lot of big question marks there um oh the idea is actually very intriguing i would say nowadays more than likely probably not only because i don't play video games nearly as much as i used to mm-hmm like the amount of hours I devote aren't as large. So I probably it's like, I actually let my PlayStation now um, subscription um, lapse mm-hmm. because like there was a time when like for me, the subscription service made a lot of sense in terms of what do you get back in return for that investment it was like, okay, you actually get a lot of games. Right. But like, I'm still only 20 hours into Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing that for like a month. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like I've been playing a lot, but that's only 20 hours in a month. So for a gamer like me, that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Where there's a pretty good chance of the I'm going to game on not, I mean, when somebody like you and I have such a seemingly large Steam backlog in the first place. Right. Um, but for someone like especially younger, I could definitely see that being a very interesting idea, to be honest. Um, I used to do the um I forget what it was called, but it was the cat loot box. It was the same exact thing mm-hmm. where you get like random like a random toy and a random piece of food. Right. Um, I know there was a geek loot box that did the same thing. Where it was like, geeky, didn't you do that? That was the indie game box. Yeah. So, yes. Like, I think it's a cool idea. And like, was it the indie game box? Was that it? Yeah, that was a random video game, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was a random indie game. Well, no, it wasn't random, but it was, uh, well, I think they kind of gave you a heads up of what the game was going to be as they were sending it to you.
1: Yeah, like, I remember, like, there were some, it wasn't, like, a totally unknown where right. you could get, like, you know, My Little Pony version 4. Like, he kind of had, like, an idea. Yeah. I think for a video game loot box to work, um, you need some idea, like, probably by genre. Like, okay, you know you're getting, like, an RPG. I'd be like, oh, okay, that's actually an interesting idea. Versus, you know you're getting a sports game. Right. No thanks. So I think it's, if you had, especially like if it was bigger titles, if you kind of get it more towards what genre, um, especially because a lot of indie games, I would probably say are more of like the point-and-click adventure slash platformer, maybe a light RPG in there. Yeah. You kind of, I mean, obviously you don't know exactly. Right. You have some idea, like you know you're not getting a Madden and you also know you're not getting probably a giant open world, you know, um, Assassin's Creed, either you're getting somewhere in between there, um, or is there just a random loot box? I don't know. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah,
0: you know, um, you're right. I, I wish that there. I wish I could ask this person for some more details now. Um, how, like it would I, have to
1: be probably from a common publisher,
0: right? It would have to be from a common publisher. But I, I would. You know, I know this is probably uh, cra- a crazy idea. Uh, but maybe this would work with Let's say if steam were to do it and they basically just, um, uh, they based your personal mystery game off of your, uh, your basically Damn. likes and dislikes from the games that you have purchased in the past building yep. kind of like, you know, this is going to be in your wheelhouse. So it's kind you- of,
1: there is the, um what do they call it? It's the steam stream. It's like, Recommended games.
0: Yeah. Well, it's your
1: discovery queue. Thank you. Yeah. Just, it's kind of like the discovery queue for yeah. a loot box. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, in a way, PlayStation ki- kind of with the PlayStation now subscription, it kind of actually is that way because every month you have like three games as a part of it and you don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally one's a pretty big title, right. uh, like a known game, not just some random game. Um, So, in a way, the PSN already kind of did that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that'd be the key to any kind of subscription service. Like, you know, indie box aside, because that was for indie games, but it was just like a, you know, Steam box. You probably have to have at least like one big title in there. Right. To kind of get people's interest. Right. Um, But yeah, I like the idea of using the Steam list as far as like, you know, what is kind of your interest in video games and they can kind of base it off of that is makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I'd be willing to, you know, take it at least for a spin, you know, to be honest with you, even though I do. Zelius is absolutely right. I have a hell of a backlog and it's actually, (laughs) I was actually streaming on Tuesday. I'm going to pull up my uh, steam list here real quick, but I was streaming on Tuesday and, um, out of the, oh gosh. Um, How do I do this again? Uh, I have 624 games attached to my steam account and out of those, I have 109 that have no never recorded activity.
1: (laughs) I have, what do I have? Um, 193 games in my steam queue. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have 68 unplayed. You're better than I am. Or no? Percentage-wise, I'm worse. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but number-wise, I mean, it makes sense that number-wise, you yeah. got have more than me just because yeah. you have a lot more games in your list. Yeah. Okay. Stupid this steam is sales. 10 of these are Proton. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I have Proton 3.16. Proton 3.7, and the list goes on. I'm not going to name them all. Don't worry. Um I have the source SDK. I have seven versions of the source SDK. Wow. Sniper Elite, I'm never going to play. Oh, I have, the st- I have the Stream Linux Runtime.
0: Let's see if there's anything in here that...
1: I have a lot of random shit on my list.
0: Yeah, I don't have... Well, I mean, I've got random games, but I don't have anything like what you have really mm. some of these games what all right there's
1: games in here i know i played like I know. I know i played raid i know i played anomaly i know i played age of wonders it
0: says that global agenda has no record activity that's not right anyways
1: moving on Ooh. well i think the owner of that was just because like they erased everyone's that's true that's true history yeah. Makes me sad.
0: All right. So, um, speaking of Vidya games, because that's what we talk about in the show, uh, I have another question that was asked. And
1: by the like, sorry, I have 21.4 hours in Global Agenda. Ha-ha. How many? Apparently 21.4. So I have history. How do I not?
0: My playtime says 35.7.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I see. Yeah, I see it. Huh, weird interesting anyways, anyways you're saying anyways uh
0: another question was asked i'm going through the questions right now so i make sure that they get covered in the show um and this one is just kind of i don't know how to best describe this but i'm just gonna ask it why do we continue to be so surprised when athletes or celebrities reveal that they like playing video games
1: I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. But there are like, a lot of people going, what? You play video games? It's like, a thing in the NBA where, like, apparently they all have, like, NBA... Uh, 2K. Or no, football is big with Madden. Yeah. Like, apparently a lot of athletes play Madden. Like, yeah. that's a huge deal. But um, they have, like, Madden tournaments, like, in the locker room. Yeah. Um, which would make sense, because, like, that's the world you're in is sports. So you can kind of play what you're attuned to. Um I think the funny one I saw, I don't know if you saw it, it was the other day. It was from the Rams. It was Puka asking Cup if he play, if he, he thinks he would be someone who watches anime. Ah. Hmm. So that I would find more surprising. Like, oh, they watch anime. That would be like okay, that's actually kind of surprising that a NFL, you know, doc watches anime.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I mean, if I'm an athlete and I'm traveling all the time, I would think a lot of those guys probably have like a switch or something, honestly.
0: Oh God. Yes. Uh,
1: For all that travel, they do and shit. So Mm -hmm. that's not surprising at all that they play video games. Yeah. I, I,
0: I just, it's just interesting when you see, I think it's more that, I mean, we are in an age where games are everywhere. They're on your mobile devices. They're on your smart TVs. They're on your PCs, your consoles, everything, your tablets. And so, why the hell would, why wouldn't you know celebrities and uh, athletes play video games? I mean, it's it's a form of escapism, and people who are constantly in the um, the spotlight probably need a little escapism in their lives from time to time. Uh, yep. I actually I actually read something recently about um, a famous. Uh, a professional wrestler who finally came back. And I'm surprised he came back because I thought he was basically absolutely 100% broken and was like, you know, two inches from death. But Randy Orton um, said that uh, he's been playing a lot of uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 as well as he's put in at least 50 hours into Starfield.
1: Hmm. And by the way, apparently Global Agenda is back online. Huh. I have no idea like what iteration or version or anything like that. You can um, you could
0: see the login screen.
1: Yeah, but somebody said that like you can access the servers. I'm like, huh, that's interesting.
0: That's weird.
1: Um yeah, I mean, especially wrestlers, like they travel all the time too. I mean, yep. on the field on the road all the time. Yep. I totally get it. Um
0: Yeah, I I'm I don't know why people keep being surprised by the fact that there are people outside of their definition of nerd that play video games. How about that? Yeah. That's 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 what I have to say about that. Uh I, though I okay, real quick before I forget, um big shout out and congratulations to uh So Peculiar Games. Uh they are their game Bug and Seek is officially out. Um I have I finally found out that my email bounced uh when I was trying to name my rewards for kickstarting or yeah ba- kick ba- uh, kickstart backing um, uh, kickbacking the, yeah kickbacking uh the 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 game I finally found my or I finally found out that my email bounced to him and so I resent the email and now I have all my codes I'm going nice. to uh, put those bad boys in right after the show, and then, of course, myself and my youngest son will be playing uh, Bug and
1: Seek. And it actually has thirteen positive reviews on Steam. It's a it was
0: a fun game. It's just a demo where you didn't really get to do all that much, but I'm excited to give it you know a, a true spin. Um, and then also just a kind of heads up: if you like Slay the Spire, oh, uh, there is a game. Uh, that they're, they have like, instead of going the like beta, uh, route, they created a game. It's basically a, a beta of the game. It's called die in the dungeon origins. Uh, that's the, then the, the actual game die in the Dungeon is coming out in 2024, but die in the dungeon origins is kind of a slay in the spire esque game, but instead of cards, you, deal with dice um you don't so, get... it's dicey dungeons yeah it's kind of like dicey dungeons meets
1: slay the spire interesting yep. i like dicey dungeon that was a good
0: game i i played i decided to take that one for a spin on the the last tuesday or this past tuesday um and i can't i every single time i went up against that first boss i got so close the last time but i couldn't beat him so
1: yeah Son it's
0: a bitch. dicey dungeon is a tough uh dungeon crawl, or um yes that is a tough one so is die in the is. dungeon so actually i opened up most of dicey dungeons nice yeah but oh my gosh it took a lot of time to do anywho all right uh so before we get any further let's do some shout outs to these amazing individuals that help alter confusion be the Alter confusion that you love and adore Uh, These, of course, are the friends of the show. So without further ado, let us jump into it and start with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we gotta give is to the AV master himself. That of course is Noodleboy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodleboy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com/slash noodleboy media. The next one we got to give a shout out to is an individual who is actually at my house today because, Oh my God, was I in need of a good adjustment? Because, uh, apparently after the getting my appendix removed and having to walk and uh, and You basically just recover from it. I was all out of alignment, ladies and gentlemen. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, care of expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Also, if you're quick about it, uh, he is doing... um, He's selling these bundles uh, where you could get a bunch of... You pay a, a bigger fee up front, but then you get like extra uh sessions for free as a result, so you save mm. some good money on it. So definitely chiropractic.com. Nice. The next one we gotta do is to the music maestro himself. And That of course is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content. Crosspad or like Alter Confusion. Crosspad creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. The final shout-out we got to give is to the original patron himself. That, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both the development team and a system administration team working with satellites at nasa's goddard campus but while not in meetings and many times during he is the agile evangelist agile axe championing the philosophy of agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers testers system admins and software projects the world over decades of experience in software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes inefficient work and bad habits also He has written a book about Agile, so you definitely want to check it out. Go to AgileAxiom.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know at this point you're like, Oh my God, I have to become a friend of the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you how you could do that. All you got to do is the following. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion survives the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, swamp creatures, mummies, werewolves, Phantasm supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, we have two different tiers. There's the $1 tier that's $1 a month or $12 a year, and that gets you early access to our playthroughs as well as the ability to participate in patron-only posts. If you are feeling a little bit frisky, there's the $5 a month. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. Not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also get uh, your name or organization added to the Friends of the Show for every single Thursday night. hangout. So if you want to become a patron of Altered Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are... I know we are... quickly approaching the end of the year. But have no fear. All Confusion is proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 12 straight years. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best game to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So, if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra life.org and search for Altered Confusion. And yes, I'm here to tell you that the 24 hour Game-A-Thon is going to happen very soon. Um, so, be on the lookout for that. Um, we have not yet met, met our goal for the year. So, hopefully, we could get some people to pledge so we could close that gap. Nice. Okay. So, Now, back into the news. All right, first off, this was a little bit of a surprise, Uh, maybe for us in the U.S., because although it has nothing to do with the U.S., uh, Twitch has announced that they are going to stop their services in a specific country starting Mm. February 27th, 2024. And that country happens to be South Korea. So, basically um, that's most of the South Korean streamers that utilize Twitch, which is basically the main streaming platform in the world. Uh, they're scrambling, uh, for someone to take them on. Uh, there are some alternatives and Twitch is helping those streamers, uh, connect with those alternatives to help smooth the transition from one platform to another. But that's really interesting. I out of all the countries, I would not have picked South Korea to be one that would be on the you know the choppy block. I would have chosen like China or North Korea.
1: Well one of the big reasons is in South Korea mm-hmm. um video broadcasters like twitch also have to pay the isps for delivering content to the end users
0: Uh aha so
1: that that's what it comes down to so that's why like in the us there's such a big push for net neutrality because like me on twitch i'm already paying comcast x amount of money per month to access twitch right um Twitch on their end is already paying their ISP X amount of money to deliver content upwards to the magical internet, and basically what Comcast wants is, regardless of whether or not Twitch is their provider, is they also want Twitch and all the companies for that matter to also pay Comcast for delivering their data to my endpoint, also on top of what Twitch is already paying to their ISP. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, they're trying to double it. So, that's pretty much what helped also price uh, Twitch out of Korea was that.
0: Ah, well, there you go. So,
1: so yes, again, ISP is screwing us all over.
0: Aren't always, always, always. Yep. Okay, so um, another bit of news, and this one, of course, is not really that surprising. Uh, that is that CD project red is completely 100% done with cyberpunk 2077 after their update 2.1. Uh, that of course was a, uh, that was basically the end of a three year journey to correct all the wrongs that were uh, there at the beginning. Um, they have now shifted their focus completely onto other projects, uh, mainly the upcoming new Witcher. And also, have no fear, it's not like the cyberpunk uh, uh, universe is dead. Uh, there is a sequel to the franchise, which is currently Codename Orion, that is starting to get off the ground.
1: Cyberpunk 2078.
0: 2079. You got just every, every two. Whoa. Actually, well, it's, it's a three-year journey, so maybe it's going to be 2080.
1: But then you have a year gap, of what you give us synopsis So twenty eighty two. Oh, now we're going off the deep end. Dun dun dun. Now I the hundred year anniversary for my parents. Look here. Here's the thing.
0: I like the fact that that CD Projekt Red stuck around and and righted the wrongs and, and correct, and, you know, ironed out the kinks and got the game to where it was supposed to be. That is commendable. And I mean, yeah,
1: they could have easily just left it in the technically playable state it was. Yeah, because technically um, it
0: was, it was playable. You could play it, and they could have just moved on. But they decided that they, they, um, they owed it to all those people out there to create the product that uh, that they deserved. Also, I think that's that CD. CD, Project Red, was also banking on the fact that this was going to be the first of many uh, Cyberpunk games. So if if that game was absolute trash, um, which it it wasn't total trash, but it was pretty bad when it first released, it would be really hard to build off of that in comparison to what Cyberpunk is now and trying to build off of the current iteration of Cyberpunk. Which, so what they need in the future is just
1: called early access. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Permanent I, I, early access. That's kind of what you see a lot of in games. Well, I mean, that's
0: that's really what it's AAA titles do is it. is they they release a game and then you have uh uh day one or day zero patches to to hopefully fix things for good or their or it could be um there's many games out there that promised a lot of features and then reneged on them at the last minute because they had a um, a launching deadline. And then some companies make good on adding those features back and other companies basically shit the bed.
1: So, so here's the question though. So yes, when the sir. next game comes out, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's going to be Witcher 4. Yep. Are you A, going to be like, well, this is going to be another cyberpunk situation and it's just going to be a buggy show when it comes out? Or option B, well, you know, even if it's buggy, at least with uh, Cyberpunk they fixed them. So I'll just get it in and hope for the best. You know, I think I think because
0: they they switched over to a more mainstream uh, graphics engine this time around, they're not trying That's to you know reinvent the the wheel. Uh, I think that'd be more optimistic that they're that we wouldn't have to revisit the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven ordeals. Um, I don't know if I would be unless there's something mind-blowingly amazing that I see in like some trailers or something. I don't think uh, the next Witcher will be a day one purchase for me as of now. That of course could change, Uh, but (laughs) it's, but I will probably at some point pick up Witcher four, just so that I can say that I have uh, played that one too. Nice. Since I've already played all the other
1: ones. What was your favorite
0: one of the three? Um, It's kind of funny. I kind of like the first one the best. Mm. Um, I think uh, the thing is in in two and three, in some regards, I feel like they tried to make it more like mass appealing. Like in the first one, you could definitely see that European kind of flair, where. we, uh, we, as Americans, are prudes. We scare easily when there's anything close to nudity. Now, violence, we, we'll take that all day. But, my God, you accidentally show a little bit, ex- you know, like a, a side butt cheek or something, and th- the U.S. goes nuts. And in the first Witcher, I mean, there's some very racy uh stuff with the the ladies. So, you know. Uh, that's not why I liked the first one, but I, I I liked, I mean that didn't hurt. It
1: added to the overall ambiance. Exactly,
0: exactly. I think it's because it's the the first Witcher, it was new to me, and I didn't know what to expect, so I had zero expectations. So then when it comes to the second one, and the third one, I already had some expectations, and so you know it it probably they probably met exactly where they're supposed to, so it, it didn't hold that big of a spot. Uh, in in oh, my mind.
1: That That's a fair way of putting it. It's just a shiny new toy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I like it. It's kind of like Mass Effect One when it first came out. Oh, like, God, yeah. two and three might be better in some ways, many ways, but there's something that first time playing Mass Effect One and all the craziness Yeah. Um, definitely holds a special place in the heart. Well, everyone would say that
0: three was the lesser of all of them because of several things. Uh, one, the ending, which I really didn't care. Uh, Like the the ending was fine for me, but the thing that really hurt my feelings about Mass Effect Three was the stupid online bullshit that you had to do to get that hundred percent completion.
1: Yeah. So what happens now if you play Mass Effect Three? Can you still do the online stuff to get the hundred percent war? I don't know.
0: I I just ignored. I just ignored that section when I played it again. Oh, so did
1: I. Hundred percent. I did. I mean, I didn't get to hundred percent because I hundred percent ignored the online part. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: yeah. Now, thankfully, at least, you could still have no issue beating it without doing the online. Yes. Um, like, it didn't really adversely affect your war effort in the game. Now, if they really wanted to be dicks, and this is something like an Activision would have done, is in order to, like, successfully win the war with no issues, you would have had to do online play. Yeah. Then there would have been major, major problems. Um yeah, but hey, Mass Effect 4 is coming out eventually. I'm excited for that.
0: You know, hopefully, I mean, Mass Effect has always gotten a little bit more love than Dragon Age. I, I, I just, the the rush job that they did on Dragon Age 2 still hurts me to this day.
1: I I like Dragon Age 2 much more than you did.
0: The problem is, I'm OCD, okay? So I, like, they they removed all of the the exploration outside the city. It's all and it's the same fucking dungeon. And they just flipped or mirrored it. And then on the maps, they didn't even have the decency to change the fucking maps. All they did was they put uh, unbreakable stone over entrances that they, that were not part of that specific area. But on the mini map, you could see that there's a door there, but you can't get through it because there's unbreakable stone there. You also literally nice. just
1: described Mass Effect.
0: Not necessarily.
1: But they pretty much do the same thing.
0: Well, okay, here's the deal. The difference between Mass, the, what Mass Effect did and what uh, Dragon Age did is Dragon Age just put rocks in the opening. Mass Effect just had doors that you just couldn't open. Oh, doors good there. lord,
1: it's the same thing.
0: <laughs> You're like, okay, it's a locked a ro- door. A
1: door is just a re-engineered piece of rock. No, it's not a re. Oh my God! No, no, it's not. It's like stacked rocks. It's a door. Rocks on the ground. You just don't have the jump button to get over the rocks.
0: Uh, no, no, I'm not having this argument. No, Zealius, it's that's stupid.
1: (laughs) Yes, you're right. Not being able to jump over rocks is stupid. I agree.
0: It annoys me. Oh my God! Like, oh, speaking of speaking of rocks you couldn't jump over, Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a phenomenal game. But there were certain things like, I can easily make this jump, but you can't make the jump, no matter how hard you try.
1: Okay. I know it's been a while since you played it, but Hogwarts Legacy does the same damn thing, where there's the jumps onto, like, high ledges. And, like, it's funny, because normally your character only can jump, like, a foot, like a normal human being, right? And all of a sudden your character can jump like five feet in the air. Like, all a of a sudden line. they're
0: they're like NBA basketball players.
1: Yeah. So like, wait a second, why couldn't I jump that high, like three feet over? Nope. I can only jump in this one exact place, really fucking high. Yep. Like, okay. So I mean, I get it, it's a video game, like you have to have boundaries. So, like, I'm not actually bashing a game because of that. It's just funny to me to point it out, some of those discrepancies.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, but there's there's so many games that are that are like that. I mean, um my my it does, fa-
1: it, it, it does kind of annoy me in mass effect you can't jump. Cause like you're basically super you're basically mutant.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can't jump. Yep. Like I get it from a developer perspective, you had to do it, otherwise that's a whole lot of extra shit you had to do. Yep. But it is a little bit of immersion breaking sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay, so um, the other story that we have here is uh, the fact that a very controversial mod for Boulder Skate 3 has been uh, completely banned, and it was basically the anti-LGBTQ plus mod. Uh, and the developers had this in response for the ban, and that was, we are are for inclusivity, we are for diversity. If we think someone is uploading a mod on our site with the intent to deliberately be against inclusivity and or diversity, then we will take action against it. The same goes for people attempting to troll other users with mods deliberately to cause a rise which I think is the right stand. But of course saying that and doing that, you know, that there's going to be a bunch of uh, uniquely mental individuals out there who are going to make it their life's purpose to try to find ways to put even worse mods onto the game. Now
1: I look in real life. I'm all for, LGP2, I get all the numbers mixed up, letters mixed up, rights. Like, yep. marijuana, et etc. In this case, this is one I don't agree with because it goes both ways. Where if mod creators want to be able to create a mod to – because there's so many mods out there that do the reverse. I go from basically whether there are straight relationships to have gay relationships. Mm-hmm. If a player for whatever reason, backwards though maybe, wants to do the reverse, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm offended by the gay romance. I want to have a straight romance. Okay, go for it. Um, This is one where I think I I just don't agree with the removal of this mod um, because there's so many mods that go the other way, which I'm totally cool with. Then it should be able to go both ways. In a way, I, I, I don't know. I don't think. I just don't agree with this one personally. Um, That's just kind of how I look at it. But I also don't run Nexus mod.
0: No, I. You know, I'm. I. I think everyone is. This is. um, I think that everyone is entitled to play the game in their own way. I think that um when it comes to mods uh i mean yes uh freedom of expression all that stuff now if it is if it is like outright anti and and so that i don't get all the letters messed up i'm actually looking
1: at at (laughs) uh, like i guess like, does it actually say when you're playing the game, like, we hate gays? Right. I, versus just changing the relationship. Um, My understanding is, during I've not played the mod, so I could very well be wrong, is it's just changing the relationship from being gay to straight, or I guess lesbian, technically, uh, whatever it was, to straight, um, which. To me, is very different than actually vocally saying anything because they never had any problems with the all the way around on the mods. So
0: basically, from my understanding, what this mod does is that it, um, if there is like a romantic history between like NPCs and whatnot, uh, that the the gender of one of the romantic partners is changed so that it is strictly heterosexual um, and some other stuff here yeah Um. that's yeah i there i mean look the the name of the mod is called no alphabets just so you know
1: okay i think they probably could have picked a uh, Bit of a less uh, controversial name, potentially. Or uh, because when you say no, I'll in a name that does speak to an agenda. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know. Anyways, I mean the, the thing is at the end of the day. Um, for better or for worse, the developer or publisher, whomever is hosting where all these mods are sitting after you've toiled away for your bajillion hours, it's still a modification that's being added to their intellectual property. So technically they, they could you know, shut everything down if they wanted to, or they could pick and choose. Um,
1: uh, no, I mean, yeah. Like... I'm not saying that they should be forced to right. add right. the at mod back. I mean, no, like, yeah, it's their website. I just think it's a bit. Well, I mean, here's 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 the thing. Like, it's
0: it's my my best way to to do like an analogy or or a comparison is if you were to take uh, a movie and you recut it so that it removed all the stuff that you did not believe in and then you allowed everyone to view just you made that version of the movie available
1: okay actually, there is actually it was always being advertised on my facebook probably because of some people i follow Uh um where it it's called like angel films or something like that yeah where it does exactly that i remember some of the movies were like john wick and i am like what the hell is there to watching John Wick if you cut all of the naughty stuff? Like, that is the movie. And they have, like, all these movies uh, <laughs> where it's, like, they're pure action movies. And they advertise like, we cut all the action and violence from this movie.
0: No, no, we cut all the violence out of this. Not, And, of course, all the action is, uh, you know, it's attached to the violence, but we're not going to tell sure. you. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, what? Okay, yeah, so Sam, arm- yes. Han shot first. Wow. Sam,
1: spoiler alert. Yeah, seriously. God. Jeez. Um but, 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 I've always wondered like what is the actual like IP like copyright on doing that? Not what we're talking with mods, but like Angel videos that like, actually takes that and re movies. I can't imagine that's actually technically illegal.
0: I don't I don't know. I I would think that they would have to like basically give a huge, huge cut to the studios. But what about the royalties to the actors? Let's say that that their recut basically took a specific actor completely out of the film. Are they owed any royalties for the sales? Because they're no longer in the film.
1: That's a great question.
0: Oh, God, my brain is hurting now.
1: You'll have to ask Han.
0: Yes. I still don't understand why Lucas recut that stupid scene.
1: Whatever. Everything I understand about the first three Star Wars movies is like Lucas basically had the overarching idea of the space opera, mm-hmm. and basically everyone else basically told him to rein it in and don't be a dumbass. In large part, right. But the thing like, was, the the was that when, when, those th-
0: when those three were released, they they were fine on their own. And then what was it, like in the '90s, Lucas went back and recut it so it was so he could remove the mystique and mystery of who
1: shot first? Why? Yep. Why? And that was the goal. Like the first three, that didn't happen because people reigned a man, but then he became George Effing Lucas, so he could do whatever he wanted. And managed to make what's her name look like a terrible actress.
0: Which uh Princess? Na- uh prim- uh Natalie Portman? Yeah. Yeah. Because her script was so bad. She didn't have a script. Well... <laughs> it was just little bird scratches. She had to figure out what the hell they were talking about.
1: Yeah. Anywho.
0: No. Um, yeah. I. Uh, also, speaking of mods, um, you can still make uh, mods for Skyrim. And as long as you don't um, utilize AI in creating those mods, you, my friend... Could put your mod up for sale and get and turn a profit, but there cannot be any AI assistance in the
1: mod. What is this? Ten years later, and they're trying to re-implement paid mods again? Yeah,
0: unbelievable. Yeah, I yeah I I don't know. I,
1: so, is using chat GPT to help me code my m- mod? Is that considered AI assistance, Absolutely. or using Copilot, which is like basically built into VS Studio nowadays? Is that considered AI?
0: Yes, you have to do it by punch card, motherfucker.
1: Can I at least use Vim? <laughs> nope, punch card. <laughs> Not even Vim. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, we going to eliminate a. What about COBOL? Can I use COBOL? Pascal. Pas- all right there we go you just want some of that cut of course i do <laughs> oh.
0: i've got some Pascal still rattling around in my brain i'm sure somewhere
1: i thought yeah i thought i remember you learned that at one time in your life yeah
0: cobalt pascal um vb and a bunch of other things i never learned fortran though sorry Amateur.
1: Amateur. i know i know what about uh, assembly?
0: Depends on the assembly. I re- learned MIPS, which was the uh, Motorola version of assembler. Uh, Booyah! <laughs> Such a nerd. I expect you to
1: program in binary.
0: Oh, Lord, no. I prim- I, I don't... Please, binary. I program in octal.
1: Wow. Your CPU you must have an 8-bit floater. Shazam. And now that we've lost the watched the entire audience. <laughs> yesterday.
0: Um, who's fun, Huh?
1: I just watched that movie yesterday. Which one? Shazam.
0: Oh, nice.
1: It's a fun movie.
0: Let's see if they've posted any of the... Who's won the awards now? Four. It, it's the video game awards tonight. Yeah, no, the, it's... Their site's I, crashed.
1: It's not December 31st. How do you give awards when you still have 23 days left in the bloody month?
0: Let's see here. Uh, just not right, man. Have they actually updated anything? Because it started... Whoop, here we go. Um, best VR AR game of the year goes to Resident Evil Village. Uh, innovation and Accessibility. Uh, Forza Motorsports, best action game of the year goes to Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Okay. Um, best family game goes to Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Of course, exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, let's see here. Best esports athlete. Mm. uh Faker which I know the name I don't I don't remember what all he's attached to but out of all these names the- Faker I do recognize Faker the best esports coach really wow this is getting deep I don't I have no idea Potter sure best esports event this is going to come as no surprise but is the 2023 League of Legends World Championship
1: by the way Faker is League of Legends uh huh he's been playing since 2013, like, professionally. Yeah. You know what impresses me most is that, like, his wrist still works. <laughs> What's up, Farsh, Farsh and ups. Chops? It's like, my hand gets, like, tired in carpal tunnel from, like, an hour of video games. Yeah. And that's being, like, slow old man. So playing as fast as, like, those guys have to play with their, like, clicks per minute and everything, like, that's part of, like, I guess the longevity of any sport technically yeah. Yeah. is like physical ability to not fall apart on the job.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, the uh, best esports game of the year goes to Valorant. Uh,
1: Could you be a best game of the year if you've been out for like previous years? I'm just saying. Yeah, I would I mean I, I would guess it's just I mean the thing is like, that, seems like, that seems like a cop-out. Like if it's the same game and it's not like an expansion. Well, no,
0: no. Well the thing is with with Valorant okay, so the ones that they listed are uh Counter-Strike two, Dota 2, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, and Valorant. Now, I could argue um <laughs> <laughs> I could argue that some of these games I don't think should be on the list, but, but at the same time, Valorant is constantly getting updates and, and, um, uh, um, you know, so, and, and there's content and there's events and all that stuff. And just for those who are wondering why is Zelis is giggling, uh, an individual just asked if, uh, we were wondering if we were father and son, I'm hoping that you're saying that the guy in the fedora, Zelius over here is my dad and not the other way around.
1: I shaved. So I think I'm acting (laughs) this one tonight. (sighs) Anyways. That's actually a new question. I've not seen that one. Thank you. Thank you. Farsh.
0: Yes, we, we have not had that one yet. Um, But anyways, Um, I don't know if, if, if a game is getting constantly updated, uh, especially in the esports arena, in a competitive gaming type of situation, I think it should still be, um, it should be allowed to regain or, or, or continue to win awards. I'm assuming that or maybe it's just won new, new
1: esports games to win the title instead of the same old retreads. Like that sounds like a list we could have read three years ago for esports games. That would have been the same exact list. Let me
0: see here, the game
1: awards. Winner. Are you looking at previous years now? Yeah. Let's see. I'm guessing League of, League of Legends has won it. Um, Pug probably won it.
0: Okay, so that's the. That's, I don't want the BAFTA awards. Nope, I don't want the Dice awards. Good lord. I definitely went the wrong way on this one because I'm getting like all the awards and and none of the. Like a game. Of...
1: Oh well, I mean, it's obvious that it does have to be a game released that year for them to give right. the award, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'll,
0: I would have to do a much deeper dive in order to find that out. All right. So, what
1: other awards we got? <laughs>
0: uh, let's see if there's any other awards that they've they've handed out yet. Hold on, I've just got to refresh here. So, I like. Okay, so they have it. Of course, the the big one is going to be Game of the Year, and the ones of, uh, up for the award are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom.
1: It's going to be Alan Wake 2.
0: I thought it was going to be Baldur's Gate 3.
1: Yep, I just have a feeling Alan, Alan Wake 2. That's my gut. As actually,
0: yes. You got uh, Best Game Direction, uh, Best Narrative, Best... Oh, here we go. We got... An... Another one, best art direction Ooh. goes to Alan Wake 2.
1: Hmm. Is it as pretty as it The It award looks gifts? gorgeous.
0: It looks mm. absolutely gorgeous, and it freaks me out. I still... One of the game mechanics to kind of advance the storyline where it's it's like, um, like this case board type of situation, you go into your mind palace or your mind room, whatever you want to call it, and... You basically utilize the the wall of, one, of the room and you lay out all of the clues and then you draw your conclusions and all that stuff and it helps advance the story. If you do not do that, you cannot advance the story. So you have to go into your mind palace. And sometimes it's not obvious that you need to do it and then you're stuck in an area going, what the shit am I supposed to do now? And then finally, out of, sheer desperation you go into your mind palace and you check your case files and all of a sudden you see a little indicator on your case files going there's new information you can play with
1: i'm like you son of a bitch and there was no other indicator that like there was that Oh, that's interesting yeah um okay so here so
0: we would talk about the the best esports game of the year right but then here's the best ongoing game
1: yeah, like but I'm guessing those are all MMOs.
0: The best ongoing games, Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite and Gershon Impact.
1: Wait. How does Cyberpunk fit into that? I mean, I get it's that they've re- re- been okay. evolving for 3 years. We just did a story on this Delius. No, like I get that. Okay. I guess How did you define ongoing? Because <laughs> technically, a game like uh, Final Fantasy VII remake just got a patch. So does that mean it should have also been up for the award if it got a patch?
0: I don't think so. I don't think it's more of a patch. I think it's with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. There was actual content, you know, yeah. being involved instead of just we fixed it so that
1: this monster would not hit you. But it sounds like that should basically be the esports one, like in terms of ongoing game, right? Um, because you had PUBG in there and Apex Legends. Um, to me, Final Fantasy 14 better win that because that had the best expansion of any video game ever in the form of InSinger uh, or InSinger and in Walker. Uh, Sam,
0: you could just keep dreaming about that battlefield one, man. It's it's yes, it got patched, but not game of the year.
1: I'm pretty uh, sure Sam has his own list of awards yes i'm sure uh best
0: debut indie game uh the winner was a game called cocoon um which i actually have on my wish list the best ongoing game chess no it's uh tic-tac-toe
1: dude no they should actually do that one year just like totally just troll everyone, and he gave it just something like chess or checkers or something, and just say so whatever his reaction is.
0: I wonder... Okay, so in, in the best debut indie game was also Dredge, which I really need to write the review for, by Ooh. the way. But uh, it did not win, because, of course, Cocoon won, which now I've really got to check it out, since it won. Um, but uh, I wonder how close it was. Uh, best mobile game of the year um, goes to Honkai Star Rail. Uh, it beat yeah. out uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Well,
1: which i played. I have not played a mobile game on have played
0: I've played um, Monster Hunter Now. It's basically like uh, Pokemon Go, but for Monster Hunter. It was interesting. The problem was that I played it mostly uh when i was in europe so i was at the uh, mercy of airplane air uh airport fi <laughs> and trying to trying to mess around with that was not as uh, cuz
1: it's an ar game like pokemon yeah, go right yeah
0: yeah yes it is and i did finally remove it from my my uh phone because i just don't do that at all yep i hear that um Let's see. Here. Uh, nope. I'm not seeing any other ones. So we'll just have to
1: wait and see. Anyways, so what is your game of the year? Um, I'll or should say, we actually wait till the end of the year, the last show before the year, to announce?
0: Uh but we. I mean, as of right now, I would say the game that I have enjoyed the most. How about that? The game okay. that I that it doesn't matter the if it came out this year or not. But the game that I have enjoyed the most this year. I would think, I would say, would probably be. I think it's gonna be Tears of the Kingdom. I think it's gonna be Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. Yes. Did I did I lose my shit a couple times over the game? Absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, I. Now that being said, it could my my mind could change if once I really jump in further into Alan Wake Two. Um, oh. But um, you know, I, I I put I felt that uh, Tears of the King were probably it's probably the best game uh, that I've played this year. Uh, nice. Now I know that some people are probably wondering what what is going to be the next early access playthrough for from Ultra Confusion, and as of right now, it is going to be the uh, Telltale Expanse series Ooh. uh i am current i've actually recorded i think the first four episodes of it um i just need to render it and, and chop it into bits and then i can give it to those wonderful people that are patrons for alter confusion nice um but also funny story uh since we're running out of time or we're getting close to the end but uh so a cut. gosh months ago when uh, the infamous Stadia finally closed down, um, there was, of course, uh, the story that came out about a bunch of the games that were exclusive to the Stadia and what would happen to them. Would they sh- appear on different platforms? And Of course, the answer is yes. The developers were allowed to push their content on a different platforms because they should be able to make more money. Even if Google decided Stadia, not really all that awesome. Um, so one of the games that, that was there that I totally blanked out on. And I, I can't actually came across it on steam and I was like, I kind of remember this game. I don't know why, but I'll go ahead and buy it. And it is a game called, let me make sure that I get this right here. It is called guilt G Y L T. Okay. And it is a pretty solid game. Um, It is, uh, uh, let me read you the, the little blurb here from Steam. Shape your fears, fear the shapes, embark on a journey where you face your worst fears and are confronted with the emotional impact of your actions in this narrative adventure game with puzzles, stealth and action. Yes, I know, stealth, gasp, Charlie, no way. But so far, so good. To be honest with you, it kind of like uh, I haven't played too, too much of the game, but like the early goings of the game kind of remind me a little bit of like if you were to take Alan Wa- the original Alan Wake and make it more kid friendly, more like monsters under the bed type huh. of situation because you can burn the monsters away with your flashlight. Which nice. is one of the main mechanics in the original. Alan Wake. That's not to say that that mechanic has been done away with. That is very much still there in Alan Wake too. Believe me.
1: Just don't let your batteries die.
0: Yes, Jesus. Oh my God. The amount of... That, that, is, that is the one resource that you constantly have to keep an eye on is, do you have enough batteries? Or are you going to have to just hoof it and pray that you make it through?
1: Sounds a little too close to real life.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've reached the end of our show, unfortunately. Uh, now, of course, we do this every single Thursday. And if Charlie was an actual smart person, instead of just publishing the podcast on Podbean and the video on YouTube, if have you actually posted it on the website, which I just double-checked, and I did not do that yet for last week's show, uh, then, yeah. Anyways, um, if you're interested in getting... Basically through the backlog, you can always check out any of your, um, uh, podcast friendly platforms. Uh, I'm sure. There's, we're almost on all of them. It's the Altered confusion Thursday night hangout. Um, if you want to watch the video, if you need to see our beautiful faces while we talk, you can always go to youtube.com slash altered confusion, LLC. And they are all there in a, pl- a nice little playlist. Uh, but, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you the our heads, a mouse, and, of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: And remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world.
0: Amen to that, brother.